0: Growing into God. As a child, I was so curious about God. What does God look like? What does God do all day? Where does God live? Is God a man or a woman or neither or everything? I was raised agnostic with a mother who was raised Catholic and a father who came from an Anglican uh, faith in Canada I do not remember either of my parents engaging in conversations about God or religion not one time. The only memory I have of any mention of religion is my mother saying one time that she thought religion was a crutch. But as I mentioned, I was always curious about God. A couple of my childhood friends invited me to their churches for services after sleepovers. The first church i visited was just up the street from our house in peterborough new hampshire i remember that the kids all went into a classroom where we sang songs and played games and i won a prize so you know for a kid that's a pretty cool church (laughs) in middle school i was invited to attend temple with a friend who was jewish that was pretty cool too i remember the abundance of food afterward Fast forward to my young adult life, my parents divorced when I was 15 and I ran away to get married to the guy next door when I was 16. This was a turbulent marriage and I left to escape his abuse at 19 and was divorced by the time I turned 20. So I started my new life with my 15-month-old daughter, Amanda, to support and care for. I got a job and started taking college courses in the evening. I met Dan and we decided to make a life together. He was raised Catholic, so in an attempt to create the picture-perfect family, I went through the process of becoming a Catholic. I was excited to be a part of a church family. I took the classes, went to mass, joined the choir, and went through a very strange, very lengthy journey of having my first marriage annulled by the Catholic Church, but that is a whole other sermon. I embraced the good work of the church, especially efforts to help those in poverty, and I ignored the things that I was not comfortable with or unsure about. I found the structure gave me something I had never had in my life. I thought I had found my church, but in time, I began to see some chinks in the armor. We lived in Germany for four years in the 80s. My daughter was six when we moved there and almost 10 when we left. In the Catholic church on the base where we were located, children could become altar servers at the age of 10. We moved back to the States the summer that Amanda turned 10, and she couldn't wait to become an altar server. When she went to school at St. Joseph's in Herndon that fall, she told the priest she wanted to become an altar server. He patted her on the head and said, now Amanda, girls can't be altar boys turns out there were only two dioceses left in the US at that time, still not allowing girls to be altar servers. Arlington, Virginia was one of them, which includes Herndon, and Lincoln, Nebraska was the other. She was disappointed, but I was angry. And it was the start of a long process of coming to grips with the patriarchy of the church, questioning whether I had made a mistake and finding the courage to leave. I continued my evening college classes and after eight years, I completed my bachelor's degree. My first full-time position after I finished college was as the director of the Women's Resource Center, a new outreach and education arm of the Loudon Abuse Women's Shelter in Leesburg at the time. This was a turning point for me. I met so many wonderful, brilliant and empowered women and learned so much from them. A few months into my job, I heard about a women in religion conference in Richmond, and I decided to go. Their keynote speaker was a woman named Edwina Gately. I don't even know how to describe what happened to me at that conference, except to say it was transformative. Edwina talked about her work in Uganda, where she established a school for girls in a rural village her founding of the volunteer missionary movement to help people in in third world countries, and her work in Chicago to help the homeless and women working as prostitutes to build new lives. In the mid-80s, she built a place called Genesis House of Hospitality to provide a place for the people that she was serving to live and receive care. She talked about her faith and how big God was. The revelation for me was when she said, God was within each of us. I had never heard this, but somehow it was familiar and it was right. She opened a spiritual door and woke the divine in me. She mentioned that she wanted to become a Catholic priest, but of course, the Catholic Church would not allow it. But she has not let that stop her. She's written several books, mostly poetry, and she speaks around the world, inspiring people, especially women, young and old, to find their God magic. Edwina Gately ended her talk by reading one of her poems, which I'd like to read for you. It's called The Anointing. There were no crowds at my ordination, The church was cold and bare. There was no bishop to bless and consecrate. No organ music filled the air. No solemn procession went before me. No cross, nor incense smell. There were no songs, nor incantation, and no pealing triumphant bell. But I heard the children laughing in the stench of the city slums. And I heard the people sobbing at the roaring of the guns. And the stones cried out before me and the sirens wailed and roared and the blood of women and children in the arid earth was poured. There were no crowds at my ordination. The church was cold and bare, but the cries of the people gathered and the songs of birds filled the air. The wind blew cold before me. The mountains rose and split. The earth, it shuddered and trembled, and a flame eternal was lit. There were no crowds at my ordination. The church was cold and bare, but the spirit breathed oh so gently in the free and open air. She slipped through the walls and the barriers, And from the stones and the earth, she proclaimed, Oh, see my blind, blind people. See woman whom I have ordained. After I heard her speak, I imagined what a church by Edwina Gately would look like. What would her congregation look like? How many people would fill the pews to hear her preach and share her big God. How sad to think that the Catholic church squandered her gifts and the gifts and leadership of so many mystic and gifted women leaders. One article described Edwina this way. She's a mystic, a living saint in our midst. Many church men fear her. Most simply do not understand her. And because her God is so big, Because she speaks with authority, she threatens the powers that be. She's an amazing example of what living your faith means. Feed the hungry, love the unloved, clothe the naked. This is her spirituality incarnate, her truth, her God magic. I finally accepted that the Catholic Church was not and could never be my spiritual home. I started my search for a new church the year after that conference, a church that would fit me and my curiosity, but offer the principles of faith that I loved in the Catholic church, a church that would invite questions about life, faith, and spirituality, and also recognize the God within. I didn't think such a church existed. Dan joined my quest to find a new church, and one Sunday in 1994, We entered the gymnasium of the Percival Community Center and attended our first Unitarian Universalist service. UUCL was a new church at that time, only a couple of years old. It happened to be a musical service performed by a husband and wife duet. The whole service was done in songs that carried the message of the day. I was hooked. I knew I had finally found my spiritual home.